0: Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We're we're coming up to that
1: season, that Christmas season, and, and Thanksgiving has already passed. And as a matter of fact, uh, I wanted to, to just share with you guys, the people here at the, at the, not the mission, but here at the radio station and at the mission too, my wife has, I have told you guys many times, was a very fit aerobics instructor and all those things for years and years and years. And a few years ago, she was diagnosed with MS. And the MS has really done, uh, you know, has really taken its toll on Olga's health and she now has to have a chair that raises her up to her feet and she has to get in a scooter and and we, ha- we bought a scooter for her to take out that I can put in the back of the car and that kind of stuff. So the reason that I'm telling you this is she got an infection from a biopsy that she had done and that infection took away the remainder of her strength and as I tried to hold her up coming out of the restroom, she just sank. There was nothing left, and she, she just sank to the floor. We called the emergency uh, people, and they came, picked her up, took her to the hospital, and for the next half a week, she spent in the hospital, and then uh, from there, she had to go to a place that was a skilled nursing uh, facility for another week and a half or so. Praise God, we got to bring her home, and she was home before Thanksgiving. And all these folks here at the radio station, Steve Gasser and station manager and Ann Meyer and all the rest of the crew here, we're keeping both Olga and myself in their prayers. And I am very grateful for their friendship and for their love and concern. And that's how God's people are. And I know that many of you, and I would ask you that you continue to pray for her because, you know, it's a very, it's a difficult time for her it's a difficult time for me but just keep us in your prayers and rest assured that that uh, i'm going to be with her taking her through this but more importantly god is always with her taking these times through so the good news is we had her home for thanksgiving and i hope your thanksgiving was a, a great one and this is not a time to be sorrowful because the bible tells us that You know, don't be anxious about anything today. Why is that? Because don't worry about today because tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. You don't need to borrow it from there. So Olga and I are praying through the holidays. We are excited to see the decorations go up. We've got stuff going on all over the place at the mission. The radio station when I came here is nicely decorated out there. And right hanging on the wall is a beautiful picture or a painting of Joseph, Mary, and the Christ child. And you know what? When you come into a place and they're not afraid to talk about Jesus, that's an exciting thing. So keep us in your prayers. I'm not asking anybody to worry because God is never out of control no matter what it is. I was just, I was writing down for a sermon that I'm going to work on that that I said uh, that I was talking about the fact that you know, so many of the things through our lives we've been discouraged about, haven't we? We've felt that we were in a corner, and maybe we felt there was no way out, no hope existed. And then that beautiful little phrase, "Bud God, right? <laughs> "Bud God. And many of the things that we were so worried about never materialized. Now, having said that, God is never out of control. And there may come a day that you're in a hospital that... Cancer is taking your life or you've had a heart attack or something is is claiming to take you from this world. But remember this as a believer, there is nothing outside of God's hand. And even at that point, he's not out of control and you're not hopeless. Because even if God doesn't heal you on this side of the veil, he will certainly heal you on the other. And you know what, believer? This is not a time of sadness. Maybe you're away from your families, and we see that at the mission all the time. This is a time to be joyous because this is the night. We're coming up to that Christmas when we celebrate the, the day the Christ child was born, when light was brought into the world, that hope was, was proclaimed. And that's an amazing thing. So what's going on at the mission? Well, Uh, Right now, we are decorating the mission. Uh, We had volunteers come in. They did a wonderful job. They decorated the mission inside, and our our maintenance guy, David, is decorating the mission on the outside, and we're going to light up the corner on Bannon Street. So why do we do that? If you go down Richards Boulevard and you go down Bannon Street, you don't see a lot of decorations. You don't hear a lot of Proclamations of the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, when you round the corner at night and you see all the decorations that are put up, and it's not just a frivolous thing. We put those decorations up because we are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ, the birth and the life and eventually the death and, and the resurrection uh, to free men from their sins. We just gave away a hundred food boxes or approximately that. I don't know what the actual count was, but a hundred food boxes with turkeys and all the fixings and everything to have this traditional Thanksgiving, uh, for the people who are, are, have a home, maybe a trailer or an apartment or a house. And yet they don't have the funds that it takes to have a traditional meal. Well, we were able to supply that. And so, um, then we we also have our Thanksgiving Day meal where we had volunteers come in again. We decorated the tables, put tablecloths out, and then we serve the people we call our guests, which are the people out on the street. We'll do the same thing again for Christmas. And so there's a lot of activity going on. A lot of you folks have come and volunteered, and unfortunately, a lot of people— and maybe at the last moment on uh, Thanksgiving, wanted to come out and volunteer, and we just had so many people we couldn't accommodate it anymore. But So I want to let you guys know that the mission that many of you support is out there doing all the things that you would want us to do, I believe, in this holiday time. We, more importantly than any of that, we give that message of Jesus Christ, the hope that lies within. And so the Christmas cards are coming in and going out. The people are coming in. There are people coming in to get to get help, which we love to see all the people come in. And I wanted to reiterate to the folks that you know when you drive down the freeway, I just drove down 160 and I see a lot of of what you might call tent cities. You see them, congregated other places you see some trash and those kind of things i want us to bear in mind that not all of the people that are out there on the street are involved in that kind of activity not every street person is out there doing drugs not every street person is out there and and uh, throwing trash on the street and i said this last time that many of the people out on the street will actually come in and ask for a broom and a dustpan and something to help clean up outside because we send our guys out there. Now, we have 24 men generally. That's the maximum we can have on our our recovery program. And so what is it like to have your first holiday at the Union Gospel Mission when you're away from your family, you're away from your home? It can be pretty sad. But what isn't sad is the fact that we surround these men and they know that we care about them. We, get, we try to give them the, the sense and the feeling of the Christmas time. They get together and, and all the men on the program will get together and they form a choir to sing. And I think that helps not only the people out there, helps us, but I think it helps each man on the program feel connected. Because we all need to feel connected this time of year. The mission will go out and get gifts for the men. And you might say to yourself, well, wait a minute, I donate to you. You mean to tell me you spend some of your money buying gifts for the for the program guys? Yes, indeed, because we need them to understand that unlike most of the places they will go, they are cared about and they are loved and they are not forgotten. And then it's so exciting to see some of these men reunited with their families, and maybe they're going to go spend the holiday, uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever the case is, with family for the first year, first time in years maybe. We have a gentleman on the program who's reunited with his children, and they've got all kinds of things planned, and they're the, you know, he, gradu- he just graduated the program and he's still staying with us for a little while. And he's taking his kids to church and he's walking in the faith and he's, he's still trying to grow and learn and understand that when you graduate the program at the Union Gospel Mission, is just the first step. You need to get into a healthy, well-balanced church and you need to surrender yourself to God's will. And when you're in that church, they need to disciple you. They need to put their arms around you and welcome you as family. You know, Steve Gasser and I were just talking about this a little while ago. He said that he is he's always so thrilled to be around God's people. And I get that because I I'm that way too. Even if you're not right there with your own family, if you are surrounded by believers and you're a believer, there's a warmth and there's a camaraderie and there's a family that transcends some of the things of blood that we might have. You know, we, we may not be related uh, by blood, but Steve Gasser and I are certainly brothers in the spirit and many of the people here. I mean, you know, everybody at the station was praying for Olga and I, and that, that's just got to be great. So sometimes what what looks like love means that you may correct a guy on the program But then you put your arm around him, you pray for him, you care for him. And here's the deal. You have to be the real deal when you're dealing with people. I mean, the guys out on the street are not going to be fooled by you if you are not really caring about them. But here's what I can tell you about myself. I can tell you about the staff. We care about these men on the program. And so this actually, no matter what your circumstances is right now, or maybe right now, let's say that you have a situation where you have a loved one in the hospital. Let's say that you are one of those people in the hospital and you feel like you are abandoned. Remember, if you're God's child, you're never abandoned. And you know what? You need to give people around you the chance to love you and to care for you and to be those things to you. Uh, matter of fact even in the midst of all this stuff i i texted ron harden who many of you probably know and i put that very thing in him to him that when she collapsed on the floor it was simply the worst night of my life but god and that's the key but god ephesians says it but god and that's the intervening, changing thing of all the holiday season is but God. And so you know what? It's great to, to have the, the, the office party or whatever you're going to have. It's great to, to decorate the houses. And it's, it's fun to do all those things as long as we never lose sight of what the meaning of the Christmas season really is. It was To announce to the world that the Savior has come. That those that will believe may find eternal salvation in Christ Jesus. He is the second member of the Holy Trinity of God. He is the Son. And those songs, I'll tell you what, you know, it's an amazing thing. I like some of the holiday songs uh, that, that are just traditional. You know, you hear them, you know, sleigh bells ringing and those kind of things. But you know what? Nothing, nothing touches me better than the authentic Christian music, the hymns and the songs and the carols of Christmas. So, having said that, I know I'm, I'm rambling a little bit. I don't have a guest today, and I'm excited about the Christmas season. I'm excited about the mission. I'm so grateful to all of you who donate to us. I'm grateful for all the volunteers that came out. Uh, you know, the we get cards sometimes thanking us for what we're doing. And, and really, I want to thank you for what you're doing. Uh, Jesus Christ is the answer to everything. And I mean that. No matter what road it, we are taken down, whether it's like Paul said, you know, he had said that he was he had learned to live in plenty, and he had learned to live in little, and uh, and I agree with that. I I feel sometimes not as faithful because sometimes something like what happened to Olga will terrify me. The future will terrify me until I remember, but God. And so, like I uh, getting back to the hymns and to the carols. <clears throat> Those are the things that excite my soul. Those are the things, and the holiday lights and all those kind of things, they they shine bright when they're all a tribute to God. You know, regardless of what any of the origins you might hear about, the reality is the Christmas tree in our house holds the lights that sparkle like the stars that were in the sky that night. And the star up on the top of the tree is the star that shone over Bethlehem. And underneath that that flocking that they put around the tree stand is the snow that laid on the ground that night. And when you hear, O oh, holy night, and the fire is flickering, and the lights are on, and the smell of cooking is in the kitchen, and you you just have that peace knowing that, Tomorrow may be chaos, but today, today, God is, is speaking into our hearts. That's amazing to me. I hope it's amazing to you. You know what? We, we right now are pretty much filled up with all the volunteers that we can use for the holiday season. But that doesn't mean if you come down that you can't get a tour and see what it is we do. Meet some of the guys on the program and, and hear from, from them, too. Miraculous, amazing stories of transformation. Uh, I know he wouldn't mind me telling you, but Rudolph is one of those guys. Rudolph is a guy that graduated the program, is staying on for at least six months as our newest houseman. And guess what? Here's a guy that was not a Christian when he came to the mission. Matter of fact, he was part of another religion. And he came to the mission, and and we accepted him, and we loved him, and he listened. And one day, he gave his heart to Jesus Christ. And when he graduated the program, he was a solid believer. Young in the faith, but still a solid believer. And so, Rudolph is excited because this is a Christmas like Unlike any of the other Christmases, he is going to be celebrating a Christmas, walking in faith in the newness of life with the Spirit of God living inside him and celebrating with those that love him, not just his family, which he's reunited with, which they came to his graduation. He he must have had 10% of the whole of the audience, whereas his family— and that is just one of the many stories just exactly like that, that you see at the mission. So I, I gave a tour today, and people are always amazed at what goes on at the mission. Whether it's a birthday party for the homeless, which we do, or, or it's Christmas events, just like our warming center. And I know most of you never even heard of our warming center because you know, we got that great big Jesus Save sign out in front of the mission. And so most the of the news outlets aren't very interested in any stories about the Union Gospel mission. But that's okay. We spend mm, about $25,000 uh, extra every year just to open the warming center for four months. I was talking to... Eileen Trussell at the mission who is the development director and office manager and all those things at the mission. And she was saying and she was correct, by the way, that our warming center has grown exponentially since some of the other warming centers that they had last year have been canceled, but we're not canceling ours. We're, we're, we're keeping it open for the four months, uh, and that is to keep people from the street from dying from exposure or, or when it gets a little colder, freezing. So we open it. We're going to keep it open through the very cold months. When the people come in, they can come in and they can get out of the cold. We give them tea or hot chocolate or coffee. We put up a TV and we run movies for them. We give them snacks and so they're out of the cold, in the warm, and They have a place to sit and and something to do and something to drink and something to eat. And that speaks, I think, volumes to those those folks out there that we really care. And we're not doing it for the publicity because we never get any publicity about it. We do it because it's what, what we do. We feed the homeless. We clothe them. We have showers. We have beds. We have a warming center. But more importantly than that, we know the Savior who is Christ Jesus. And we're willing to tell him about it. But don't make a mistake. You don't have to believe as we believe to get our help. It doesn't work like that. I don't care what denomination, I don't care what religion or where you come from, what your background is, who you are, or what you've done. If you come in and you need clothing, you'll get clothing. If you need shelter and you'll obey the rules, you'll get shelter. You can get food. You can, uh, like I said, we have a women's clothes closet. We have uh, a men's clothes closet. And so we try to demonstrate the love of Christ, not out of a sense of, oh, well, we've got to do this, but out of a sense of the love and the gratitude that we have for Christ who saved us because don't forget before you are in Christ Jesus, you are an enemy of God. And I was an enemy of God. I didn't think I was, but I was, there's no in between with Christianity. You can't be a little bit Christian. You either in or you're out. You either love God or you don't. Now, Having said that, if you're in Christ Jesus, you know, there's a growing process. But one of the commentaries said, God never loves you any more than the day you first came and doesn't love you any less when you fail, when you fall, when you slip, when you stumble, when you sin. He might chastise you, but he doesn't love you any less. And so I'm excited about the holiday season. You know what? Olga is excited about it. We're going to decorate the house. We had the kids come over. And by the way, our power failed halfway through the turkey I was making for the very first time. And so I didn't know when the power was coming back. And by the way, it was seven hours later. And no offense to PG&E because it was something they couldn't control. I think a transformer blew up or something. And so I immediately rushed it out to the barbecue where we fired up the barbecue. And guess what? We finished that turkey. And I've got a picture. I'm going to show it to Steve Gasser and to Ann Meyer right after this so that they can testify if you call in that my turkey turned out wonderful. So, so. I'm praying for you guys. I really am. I'm praying for each person that is separated from their family, each person that doesn't know Jesus, each person that is sad and lonely and hurting or in the hospital. We are praying for you that this be a season of transformation for you as well, because I know it is a season of transformation for all those who will bend their knee, who will love Jesus Christ, God loves us first, and that's why we love him. So we're just about out of time, and I so much appreciate you guys. I really do. I hope you will come down and get a tour, either before Christmas, after Christmas, or anytime. So as always, my beloved, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand.